Hoody hoo! Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 31. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say what I normally say. Just, you know, it's implied. Um, yeah, uh, Shane's a good dude, man. I'm so happy I got to take his uh, story and, and, you know, put it on my podcast because he's just such a worthy person for the cause. He's a very intelligent guy, but I think his best quality by far is how upbeat and just positive he is for his situation. Um, I'm so happy for him that he's got a good wife and family and kids and everything around him. Um, you know, he deserves everything he has and, uh, other than his condition, of course. Um, but yeah, like, please support him. Uh, his YouTube channel will be in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to just meet another good guy and a, or another good person and making friends all of a sudden and just, you know, I'm, I think I'm actually achieving a goal here where I'm just bringing the disabled together. Even if it's a small amount of us, we're doing stuff. And, uh, hey guys, I don't want to talk too much. Just please support him. You know, like, comment, subscribe, and share with anybody you know that it could help. Um, it doesn't have to be anything to do with me. It could be just something, you know, a disabled person. Somebody's going through a rough day. You know, somebody with a disability, of course, but it doesn't have to be mine. It could be any of the people I'm talking about and people I have yet to have on. Um, so, yeah, guys, I, I love you all. I thank you for all your support. And, um, yeah. Welcome, my friend, Shane. Thanks, guys. Hi, right, guys. So I'm here with my buddy Shane. Who I met. I don't remember. Do you remember what group we met on? Uh, I don't remember the exact Facebook group. But uh, yeah, it was uh, one of. The, I, I actually, I don't know. One of the yeah. wheelchair eighteen, I think. I yeah, I remember, I think. one of the disabled groups. Yeah, and I clicked one of your links there that you had. Uh, that you posted there and I listened through that. Yeah, yeah. There. yeah. I've been talking off and on. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, why you just tell me your name, where you're from, and obviously what, yeah. what's your condition? My condition. <laughs> uh, name Shane. Shane Dunnett. I'm from Fredericton, New Brunswick in Canada. Canada. So, for those of you down in the States don't know where that is, I'm right above Maine. Right. North of Maine. I, yeah, we border Maine. So, I'm like basically an hour away from in the u.s gotcha yeah and uh yeah 22 years ago um i uh, had an injury it left me with a spinal cord injury t12 incomplete uh vertebrae fracture so i've been living 22 years now in a wheelchair um what what was the what was the exact accident uh excuse me accident the accident um let's say 22 years ago i was living in kenora ontario uh that's two hours from Winnipeg, Manitoba. I was living with my brother and okay. I had intention of going to school January of 99. And right. so I was up there working. It's a small, small town and beautiful in the summer. Loved it. Was having a blast. And, uh, you know, let's see, I was working. I got there in June and this would have taken place in November, right? November of 98. So I was going to go off to school in uh, not January 99. So back to November, uh, I fell off of a bridge while I was walking home from a bar uh, late one night 
some group group of friends and I, we were just kind of staggering out of the bar and I was walking across the uh, train bridge and I leaned over too far, just fooling around and top heavy, a pretty tall guy, I'm 6'1", and it's an older bridge, so I had pretty sh uh, short railings and then, uh, you know, just kind of top heavy and I flipped over instant, landed 40 feet uh, on my back, I'm assuming, I, I don't remember anything. I remember leaving the bar that night and that's it. It's cut off. And, no. uh, now what did you, thankfully I don't, what's that? No, I was just going to say, what did you land on? Did you I land landed, on? thankfully I landed in between the tracks. So it was just those wow. rocks. Right. Yeah. So from what I was told, so that's everything that I told you is just from what somebody, one of my friends that were there had told me what happened. Okay. The last thing that I actually remember is, I'm at the bar. I ordered two double rum and Coke and I asked my friend, I said, do you want this? And she was like, nope. So I drank mine and then I drank hers. And then uh, I said, okay, let's get going. So that was it. I was cut off for a week because I was, I was put into an induced coma um, for a week because they just didn't know my condition and reduce the swelling in my brain and whatnot and to, to, uh, to keep me stabilized. So I wouldn't move around too much. So and back, back to that night, though, too, um, when I fell off the bridge, uh, my friends had come down to, you know, see what was going on, see if I was alive or not. Well, thankfully, they were there because they were able to kind of stabilize me and hold me down because I was in such shock. They said I was trying to get up and, you know, drag myself to to wherever. They said I was just trying to get up and walk and, and move around, so... So when they stabilized me down there, they kept me down. Uh, an ambulance came, and from what I know is they took me to the Kenora Hospital briefly, and from there they transported me to the Winnipeg Hospital, which again is a two-hour drive, and that's the nearest hospital, major hospital to Kenora. So, and there I was in a coma, induced coma for a week, and stayed in the hospital for two months, and then uh, at that time, two months, my mom and my dad and my brother, my younger brother, uh, came out in the meantime while I was in the coma. And, uh, you know, when I came out of a coma, I was just kind of like, okay, what now? Anyway, so it was, two, it was two months in the Winnipeg hospital, and then I had a decision to make. I was like, the doctor said, well, you can stay here in Winnipeg, do your rehabilitation, or you could go home to New Brunswick right? With your family right. and friends and do your rehabilitation there. I was like, well, that's a no-brainer. How old were you then? East. I was 22. Okay. Yeah, I was 22. So I headed back east and the uh, rest is history. Wow. And you said you don't remember yeah. anything from that night other than the beginning? Other, the than, other than drinking those two double those two double rum and cokes and, and basically that was it. That was it from the night. This, everything else is just what people told me. Right. So, Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of thankful that I don't remember because, I mean, that sounds pretty painful. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Just it can scar you. I mean, yeah, mentally anyway. Um, yeah. So what is your, like, body function? So you're in a wheelchair, but you're not paralyzed? Like, how does it... I'm paralyzed, yeah, right from around the belly button down, but I'm incomplete. So, so I still have movement in my legs. I have feeling mm -hmm. in my legs. It's patchy. Like, I have, um, I have some muscle function in my quads and in my hamstrings. Uh, not the strongest, and it's not full quad or full ham. Right. Uh, there's basically nothing from the knees down. Like, I don't have any calf muscles. I can move my uh, left foot, pinky toe. It's a right. nice little party trick. 
Right. But I can move that up and down. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it from the knees down. But like I said, I got really lucky. So, I mean, I can walk with the forearm crutches and the AFOs. Mm-hmm. So I, I did a lot of walking when I was younger. Um, but, you know, as you get older, your body breaks down and, and you start getting a little wiser. You know, after a few file, after a few falls here and there, you're like, okay, do I really need to be walking with forearm crutches, you know, where I can't carry anything, right. where I'm slower, you know, where I'm walking a lot slower, or I'll just sit in my chair and I'll scoot along and get to where I need to go. Now, were you like, like, I mean, you know, doesn't mean you were, but were you like a party animal type of guy? Or were you just having fun that night? Or was that just like, you know, yeah, was that a- it was, that was a regular thing, man. Party. It was, it was, it was work Monday to Friday and then party. And even like throughout the week too, if we had, if there were specials going on at a bar, we were there hitting it. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. they work shift work back then. So I didn't necessarily work on Monday to Friday, I guess. It was just whatever my shifts fell in. Right. And, uh, you know, the spare time, we'd fill it in at the bar. Do you have any, so. do you have any guilt for that night? I mean, obviously. Uh, not guilt, like, for what was brought on me, I guess. I guess I, I kind of, I feel, I feel a little bit of guilt for what I had put my family through. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like just, you know, my mom getting that phone call like 2.30 in the morning on a, or Saturday morning and my dad getting that phone call, my brother getting that phone call who I was living with, it, that still kind of tears me up, you know, you know, a bit now. Just that's the only thing I really feel bad. Like guilt is, is just the pain that I caused. Cause I, I did a post there on Facebook on my 22, anniver- 22 year anniversary, which was just last November. And uh, I just kind of posted something there and just the outpour of people saying, oh, I remember that night and I remember getting that call the next morning and I just didn't realize how much it impacted people. You know what I mean? So, right. I, mean I don't care. Like I hurt myself and I can deal with that, but just right. the, you know, the, the trauma and, you know, stuff that I, I heartbreak, I, I put on my, my family. So it gets me. Right. Um, this is a question I ask a lot of people because I've talked about my mental health. What was like your darkest days like when you had to like, come to the realization of, you know, what the aftermath was? Yeah, you know, when I came out of the, the coma, um, when I first woke up, my mom said like it was a couple of days, I was really groggy, I was coming in and out because they're weaning me off it. And then when I finally, my first memory of waking up was I see my mom, I see my dad, my brother, and then the uh, the doctor came in. And actually, no, throw back up to it. I see my mom, see my dad, and my brother. And then I basically said, what the fuck did I do now? <laughs> That's basically what I said. <laughs> had my head back in the pillow. I was like, what the fuck did I do now? Because that was pretty wild, right? right. So anyways, the doctor came in like, instantly. And uh, he said I had an accident, left me paralyzed from the waist down, and I'd never walk again. I was like, oh, man. I was like, shit. It's basically it. I wasn't like, I was just more pissed at myself. And at that time... I didn't have answers. I had no idea what happened that night. I had no idea. My mom didn't know. My dad didn't know. They just knew that I fell off a bridge. I'm like, how the hell? I was like, what choices did I make to lead up to that point where I fell off that bridge that I walked across almost every day to and from work? I was like, what? You know, I had, had a lot of questions that I needed answered. And uh, But now back to your question. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, I, to be honest with you, I had such a huge support group you know, with me, with my family and friends that I didn't really have a chance to hit it. Didn't have any dark days, to be honest with you. I had one down day that I remember 
was when I finally got back to New Brunswick and, <clears throat> excuse me, and I went through the rehabilitation and I was doing, going through day passes. And it's funny because where the rehab center is, my house is literally five minutes. It's like two blocks away or whatever. It's like right there in the same neighborhood. So right. I grew up in that area. So here I am in the hospital there. So I, uh, the first winter is on day pass and, or weekend pass. And uh, I was driving around with my buddy. My buddy was driving actually. And we went by our old pond, like the skating rink that uh -huh. we used to play hockey on. Like as kids grew up playing hockey there. And I think I really remember it really hit me there. I was like, oh man, I can't be, I can't play hockey. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was something just, you love to do. Probably, that's something I love to do is get outdoors, play some hockey with the friends. And, and I was just like, oh man, that's just like, that's where it really, it really hurt then. And I was, but you know, it passed and you know, it just kind of carried on. Like, I can't, I can't recall any, any dark, dark days. Oh, that that's I'd good. Had. Yeah, I said, like I said, I got involved right away to um, with sports, with wheelchair sports. So when I oh, went to Stan Cassidy, I was 23 years old. Yeah, sorry. They, they transported me from Winnipeg in January to East Coast to Fredericton, Stan Cassidy. So January, I think it was the 14th I landed. Anyways, and right away, I had this guy come in. Uh, he was able-bodied, and he came in and and I thought he was a crazy fella. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he introduced himself and he's like, Oh, you got to go play wheelchair basketball. You got to go play. You got to meet this guy. You got to meet that guy. And these are uh, local uh, Paralympians for wheelchair basketball. I'm like, Yeah, okay. I will. Yeah, nice meeting you. It's like, Okay, basketball. I never played basketball in my life and I'm not that interested. But, anyways, I ended up getting into that crew of playing some, some basketball and, and uh, fell in love with the sport love of the people, the friends that I made and get, played that for about 20 years or so. Uh, not that, not off, no, maybe it's a 18, 18 or 19 years played ball. So, is there, is yeah, there any, that, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, is there any difference uh, besides the obvious, like the wheelchair? Is there any difference in the, the game? Yeah, it's, um, I find any adaptive sport that I play, so challenging compared to the stand-up like you know when I played all I played I was very sporty before I played all sports before football but like I played pickup basketball meaning like I played down at the, the court you know right. with some friends with a, a case of beer right that right. <laughs> type of basketball I was never a basketball player there's I was a theme. Uh, hockey a theme baseball here. yeah exactly hockey baseball I took hockey very serious baseball serious and uh, you know we screwed around some football whatever but you know you know relatively good at them all but basketball is just like, okay, yeah, we'll go and, you know, have some beers and play. So, um, well, wheelchair basketball, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you have your three-point line the same. You have the same height of the, uh, the rim. You have the same foul line where you shoot from. You know, you do your same breakouts. There's a lot more picking. Uh, the picking is unreal. <laughs> That's all it is, is picking up the court, crossing and picking, you know, getting that man free, try to get that – that uh, five on four, you know, five on three, four on three, that type of that's type break, of deal, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, trying to get that out. So, yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's, you might learn the game. I'm like, holy geez, I was like, this is pretty amazing, you know. So, relatively, the game is still the same. It's just still the same, yeah. In the wheel, and just in wheelchairs, right? Yeah, just in wheelchairs. It's it, it, true. You can't just uh, your travel, like for instance, if you 
take two pushes in your chair and you take a third push, that's a travel. Right? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, now, but you mean by push, no, like you mean like spin the wheel? Like how would it? Yeah, for, spin the wheel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you're okay. pushing your wheels. Yeah. So you can, for example, if you have put the ball on your lap, which once you get to a certain point, playing basketball, you won't even have that ball near your lap. You'll just be dribbling nonstop, right? And pushing and dribbling. But if you put that ball on your lap and you take two pushes in your wheelchair and then you take a third push, it's a travel. Right. That's, that's now, if I take two pushes, yeah, if I take two pushes and I take the ball off and I dribble it once, uh-huh. I can push again. Two more pushes. So it's basically two pushes. You got to dribble, shoot, or pass. Right. So, yeah. I don't think, I mean, you know, obviously anything in a wheelchair is difficult, but I don't think people understand how difficult it is to shoot a three anyway. But to shoot yeah. a three while sitting down, uh, even though you're not nec- you're not sitting on the ground, you're halfway in the air, but yeah, yeah. that's got to be super difficult. Yeah, it takes time to build that strength up. Because I remember when I first started, I was – Basically, like I, I, I was mentored by a, a Paralympian and uh, he was with Team Canada and he was right in my own backyard. Like he was, he, I didn't even heard of him. He'd been playing ball for 13 years. I never even heard of him. And uh, anyways, he took me under his wing and we started shooting. I was literally just about a foot out from the net and I was shooting, trying to shoot because I had to try to get my strength up shoot so it's just non-stop and then after I just make some baskets there get comfortable and move out a couple inches and so on just keep building up my strength right. i'm assuming there's no dunking no mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no no dunking um but no you're a very upbeat guy so it, it's like i said it's it's interesting because most people obviously in a wheelchair or anybody with a disability they're a lot they're not as positive as you are which is great like um like I said, especially since you were so active and then, you know, you kind of got that taken away from you, but you still kind of found a way to still play sports and do some amazing things. Yeah. yeah thankfully, thankfully, I just, like I said, got into, bumped into the right people. They, they kind of heard the, you know, heard new kid on the block there is in the hospital and they're always looking for players, right? Cause you know, we're the minority uh, disabled people and it's tough getting people to go out and play and, and here in Canada I don't know what it's like in the U.S. now but back when I started it, we, we had able bodies play as well so and that also helped us get stronger right because we're playing against full able bodies who could have their full hip function to, to swing that chair back and forth right they could take two pushes and they could swivel their, their oh so it's an able body in a wheelchair yeah, yeah, okay, they okay. wheelchair. Yeah, All right. I was gonna yeah, say because so, I hope they're not standing. That would be totally unfair. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, it's kind of funny you said that. I was playing a buddy of mine. He was standing up. I said, "Let's have a three-point contest." Anyways, I kicked his ass. <laughs> so, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Got to yeah. give you some kind of pride. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean that's basketball. I played lots, a lot of other sports too, but that was my main outlet with sports. You know, I mean. If I didn't have the sports in that community, you know, we would do the traveling at once a month. So that'd be like, all right, we'll go hang out with the boys once a month. And that's just like the guys on my team, but that's with the rest of the, you know, with the other provinces. I think we had PEI, Nova Scotia. There's like two teams from each province. So it was basically like six or seven teams get together at once a month and we play each other, you know, and then it'd just be, hang out after the game so it's good it's fun right so how do you how do you get treated out in the world you know 
I, I don't think I take the time to really notice. I'm just, I'm so fast. I just got to get to one point in and out, in and out. <laughs> I don't right. even, I'm just kind of like in a tunnel when I go, right? Okay. Um, like it's an example. Like if, so, okay, if, if I'm going into Walmart and oh, the door's open now, but uh, beforehand, the old store that was there, you know, they didn't have the automatic door openers. And, and then somebody would want to open the door for me. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Because, you know, I just think, I'm, you know, it's, appreciative of it and open it but sometimes like just the other day i can't remember where i was going in and out of but uh i was in a hurry and i know i'm get for me to get in and out of a door i'm faster than hitting the automatic door opener i'm <laughs> faster getting in and out of doors so because they're all so slow right and right. this gentleman was like here i'll get that door for you i was like no don't worry about it buddy i got it and slipped, gone <laughs> so i just like it just depends what's on my agenda that day what i gotta get done oh that's so, good yeah did you um did you get married and have kids after? Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's backtrack to the Stan Cassidy when I was uh, flown back to back home from out west. Um, yeah, that's where I met my wife. She's a nurse at the Stan Cassidy. Wow. She was a nurse there. So after we I was released full time, um, we kind of bumped into each other a few times out at the bar, the local. Of course, I'd be going to the bars again. I never stopped that. No. I still went out to the bars. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, I ran into her a few times, and then we started talking. And then I'd stop in the rehab every so often for uh, outpatients. And then just kind of kind of, snowballed, you know what I mean? We just kind of said, that's good. We went out mutual with my friends and her friends and that type of thing. And then it just kind of got into dating and, bang, married and kids. There you go. That's yeah, cool. Two, Especially two to find. Girls, yeah. What's that? No, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, two girls and twin girls, 14 years old now. So. No, it's awesome to find someone who actually just treats you for who you are and just yeah. accepts everything and doesn't, you know, does she, is there anything she has to do to help you? No, there's not. And like, there's sometimes <laughs> I'll make fun of her. Like I'll just test her sometimes. Right. I'll be like, when I get in my vehicle, I'll be like, oh, and I was like, could you put the chair in the back for me? And she's like, do it yourself. I was like, all right. So that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But there are times, there are times like it's, the, it's very, really icy out. And I'll say, hey, Deb, can you grab my chair? Because normally I'd stand up and then throw my chair in the back, right? I said, I'll be like, Deb, because it's icy. Would, can you grab my chair for me and throw it in the back? She's like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. So, you know, it's like that. But for the most part, like, like our house is, it's not a hundred percent accessible. Like I didn't build it. So it's accessible. I built it, you know, so it's comfortable. So, I mean, if there's a cup on the top, top shelf that the kid put there that I want, if, you know, if I have my braces on, I'll stand up and grab it. But if I don't have my braces on, I'll say, Hey kid, not kid, but say, Hey, right, right. Jenner, Danica, or my wife, I say, can you grab that cup up there for me? Because it's really uncomfortable. When I don't have my braces on. It feels like because my feet are so hypersensitive, it feels like uh, just feels like electric shocks going through when I put pressure on them without my braces on. Eh, so prefer right. not to stand up without them. How do your Thanks. How do your daughters like? What do they think of you? Obviously, they love you, but you know, what do they think yeah. of you? You know, you're obviously different. Um, yeah. I asked them that question probably maybe six seven months ago, and I was like, I was like. Jenna was one of them. I said, Jenna, when you look at me, what do you, what do you see? She's like, dad. I was like, okay. 
And I was like, Danica, I was like, you look at me, Danica, what, what do you see? And she was a separate, there's separate rooms or whatever, right, separate right. time. She's like, well, you're just dead. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I said, you don't see anything different, like, because I'm in a wheelchair or anything like that. She's just like, no. It's like, right. Just looking, they're looking at me really weird. Like, what are you talking about? You're just dead. So, you know, right. so it's pretty cool. And, and I think, like, when they were younger, I used to go into their school to show mm-hmm. them, like, to demonstrate wheelchair basketball, uh, demonstrate, uh, show, I, I couldn't show them how to play sledge hockey, but I would bring in my, my sledge hockey sledge. I'd bring in my cross country sit ski. I'd bring in my hand cycle, you know, like that. Just I'd bring in all these different adaptive sports equipment I have and I'd share it with them to the wow. kids, right? In their class. So they're just they're just used to it. Oh, that's awesome. You know, if I'm sitting, if I decide to transfer off to the couch, you know, it just casually one of them will sit in my chair and just start wheeling around and doing stuff. Like it's normal. You know yeah, what I mean? That's awesome. But that's yeah, good though, because so. like, you know, kids are obviously very impressionable and anything can happen out in the world because we're in a crazy world obviously um but you're a perfect example of just you know like they they might learn obviously from you and not to judge people and just you know they'll see a person with a wheelchair whether they're just old or you know they have a disability or just see anybody with some sort of you know difference from others and they will probably and and there's a good chance they're going to accept them and not judge them like they don't with you Yeah, and one of my daughters, she's hearing impaired as well, oh, okay. and uh, so she, um, you know, she she understands that side of things too. And she's with her friends, and just they're going to high school this year, so it's totally different for her. And she really self conscious about her hearing aids now because she's in classes where with people she doesn't know. Because you know, from kindergarten, from K one all the way up to grade five, they're pretty much the same kids, right? So they grew up together, but now it's separate. So she's. She's, she kind of knows what it's like there a little bit. Yeah. How bad is her hearing? Yeah. Um, like it's it's the uh, the high frequencies she can't pick up. Okay. So it's she does need the use of hearing aids in school, and uh, and she wears them around home. But then there's times where she just like we're out skiing today. I was like, Danica, you don't need to have your hearing aids in just because the wind will be blowing. And I was like, you don't need to keep those in. Just take them out. So too expensive to lose too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, what was like the first thing that like when you finally realized like everything? Um, what was the first thing that you tried that you realized you have to do it a different way? Something whether it's that's, something basic. Whatever I mean, it is. Tie my friggin' shoe. I couldn't tie my shoe like when they finally got me up out of bed. Um, I was just so stiff, right? And no, I couldn't even really get dressed myself. They had to rotate me side to side, get me dressed. And they'd swing me over and sit me up. And then I'd have to use a transfer board to transfer into, into the chair. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they put, I couldn't even put my shoes on. I was like, holy, I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't get dressed. You know, I was like, this is, I was like, that was a real opener there. Eye opener. I was like, holy shit. I was like, I got to start from scratch. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, bladder wise too, you don't have control. I don't have full control of my bladder or bowels. So I had to get those retrained on a schedule. And I was like, that's, that was a real kicker there. Hey, eh? like, right. you know, for a guy that used to go out and party and used to hunt fish and, 
you know, just pull over to the side of the road. You gotta, you gotta go. You gotta go. And not so much anymore. It's a different story. So, um, but th- I think that'd be the first thing really, really hit me was getting dressed. Right. You know, cause I couldn't, I couldn't. And then still, you know, and after that, after getting help and getting stronger, learning, I'm able to bend down, put my own shoes on, tie my own shoes and, you know, rolling around in bed, putting my clothes on. You never had to do that before. So I'm assuming your upper body strength is really very, like very strong, especially since you have to constantly lift yourself and then obviously moving the wheels and um, I'm assuming. Yeah. Like for sports. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The sports and cross training and I do a lot of weightlifting. So I've kept myself like in pretty good, in really good shape. There's a couple of years there where I just kind of said, you know what? I'm not going to do anything, you know, where meaning I didn't watch what I ate, didn't watch my diet. I still had my beers, um, still played basketball, whatever, but I didn't do any gym work, you know, and I gained, I was up to about close to 218, I'd say at my heaviest. And it just got so, I was just so heavy. My transfers, I was, trying to transfer from my chair to my bed. And it's like, Oh man, my shoulders, I said, they're, they're starting to get sore, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and just pushing in the mall. I'm like, I feel like a slug, you know, I said, I gotta start, I gotta shape up here or shape up here and start dropping some weight. So that was probably would have been back in 2009, 10, I think. Yeah. It was after my last pair my uh, team Canada try in 2008, I think it was. And I get, didn't make it. So then I said, okay, I'm going to take a break. And so, yeah, so I, I put on quite a bit of weight and uh, didn't keep up the muscle or strength. And so my shoulders were starting to go. So then I started making some changes again, you know, diet, alcohol intake, that type of thing, and just kind of shredded it off. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah. So, well, so what keeps you so positive? Uh, I think that's just naturally what I, what, what, how I was anyways, before, you know, I was always kind of a people person and, uh, it just, you know, there's times where I get pissed off. Yeah, of course. You know, if no, I, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm going to go park in a wheelchair spot and snow on the ground and you don't really don't want to push that far. Right. And it's all taken, but then you see somebody sitting in there just waiting for their, you know, spouse to come out who's not handicapped, you know, things like that. And, uh, or, somebody parks too close to your door and I can't get in I kind of piss anybody off. Right. So, <laughs> but um, like I said, I think it's just, normal. I'm just a regular person, man. I just kind of just happy go lucky before my accident and just kind of carried that on and just said, you know, you got, you got to live sink or swim. Right. And right. I just yeah. always chose to swim no matter where, what I was doing. Probably comes from your upbringing too. Yeah, look at me. I had three other brothers, two older, one younger. So there's always stuff going on, you know, some <laughs> crazy shit. But yeah. you know, but it's just fun growing up. That's for sure. You know, never a dull moment. Did were, the, were your family? Were you, sorry, was your fr- family and friends were they very supportive of you? Oh my gosh, yeah. Like when I was at the Stan Cassidy, when I was able to go out on day leaves or passes for the weekend, I had my friends would come pick me up take me home or they'd take me up and we go to the mall. They started taking me to the mall and uh, just, just to get me used to getting out and about again. Right. And I remember the first time I went out there walking around the mall, I was like, Oh man, I think everybody's staring at me. You know, I said, look, they're looking at me, they're staring at me. 
and uh, but you know they really weren't they're just they probably would have looked at us anyways whether it was in the chair or not the way i look at it now but yeah it was really odd and felt really awkward the first time going out but they said let's keep doing it let's you know we'll come get you friday you know afternoon when you get out of the stand castle we'll pick you up we'll go out we'll go to a restaurant we'll get some eat we'll we'll go to the ball we'll do this and then we'll of course we'll hit the bar right so you know so they got they helped integrate me back in that way my friends and oh, that helps yeah oh big time big time because i mean i grew up in fredericton you know and we're a small city of about fifty thousand people so i my friends still today are people i know back in kindergarten you know what i mean Right, yeah. Everyone knows I mean, each just other. Talking to a buddy, yeah. Just talking. I talk, often talk to a buddy of mine now. He's. I met him in grade seven, and you know we're still tight. Wow. So. No, that's yeah. cool. That definitely helped because I think, especially in the disabled community, part of the problem is if 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 you feel like you're doing it alone, and you you know the world can be very, uh, you know, dark and and you know, and you could be shunned away very easily. But if you have a nice group of friends and family already in place, I think that's the thing with your life. Like you had a lot already in place for you. And you were already motivated and, you know, you already had a good personality and all that. So really the only thing that changed was, you know, the wheelchair, um, yeah. your attitude and everything stayed the same because everyone else around you stayed the same. No one, you know, it's not like you were with somebody and they just left you or, or anything like that. Like you pretty much other than your wife and kids, like everything else was already there set up for you. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I had a good foundation, I guess, you know, and, yeah. and I, I, I knew I wanted to do something like I had, dreams and aspirations before my accident like i was going to go into forestry and uh i said well i don't think that's quite feasible at this moment to go into forestry so let's just uh take a step back and look at education here and what i can do and so i went to a, a college here in town took some business and computer because i had nothing did nothing about computers so i took some computer computer courses and i said well it'll get me started and then i'll get back to university because I'd started university before I went out west, but I stopped because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And um, so I said, I'll take these courses and I'll go back to university. But I, anyways, ended up getting a job placement at a, with a really good company and stuck with them for um, 20 years now with the same company. So that's awesome. You know, I never did go back to university. I keep saying I'm going to, but I don't know. What are you now? Are you 44? 44 yeah, yeah just yeah. the counting so um yeah good yeah um have you done anything or you know helped anybody with other disabilities or just even similar conditions yeah like man before covid uh I, you know i used to go into the stan cassidy uh -huh. just go in there I'd go in there quite often you know to, to weigh myself and then i'd check out to see you know if there's other patients that you know i could talk to you know, just say hi, you know. Now, is that a hospital? Just, yeah, it's a hospital. Okay, yeah. just tell well, me. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, um, it's a rehabilitation center. That's right. actually, it's a, it's a huge wing off of a hospital, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I just go in and, and circulate through, you know, the nurses or my wife would say, hey, you should come see such and such, you know, it, when I go to the stand cast, they say, hey, come see this guy, I'm going to introduce you to this person, this girl, and I've had a lot of nice people Awesome. And, uh, and I like to think that I helped a lot of people because especially if they're local, you know, I, this one gentleman, I got into uh, sports there a couple years ago playing sledge hockey. And, and I actually went to school with his older brother and I didn't know him. 
uh, he was the younger brother and uh, he's probably he's 12 years younger than I am. So I didn't know him at all, but uh, yeah. So got him into it. Cause he was just basically lost. He's like, well, what am I going to do? I said, well, come play some sledge hockey. That's a start. <laughs> so got him playing sledge hockey and he's, he loves it. Cause he used to play hockey before too. Right. So right. now he's got a good job. That was like three years ago now. And he got back into the workforce. Uh, he was a, he was a mechanic beforehand. Uh, but now he's doing, uh, he's working for a um, adaptive uh, company out here, makes hand controls for cars. So he helps with the, the designing and all that kind of stuff, installation of the hand controls. So he's doing well for himself. Cool. So, yeah, cool. so it's, you know, like now with COVID though, it's hard, it's harder to, right. uh, I can't just stroll or wheel into a hospital or anything like that, right? Right. Jeez. You can't even, people are afraid to talk to each other in the mall. I know. Pretty much. Unless they really, really, unless you really, really know that person. Right, right. And uh, yeah, so that's when I started my YouTube channel, just so I could start posting things and showing people this is, you know, it's because you're in a wheelchair, you know, there's stuff you can do. Use your abilities, you know, to move forward and don't let your disabilities hold you back, you know, so. Send me the link to that too. Um, Yeah, okay. And I will put it in the description when I put the episode. It's going to come out in a couple of weeks, but when I put it out, I'll I'll make yeah. sure to put that in there. To, uh, no, no, man, thanks. Yeah, of course. Um, I have like a couple more questions, and I'll I'll let you do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, I'm in no hurry. No, I mean, everybody's calm out there now. The dog settled down, and so. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. So what what do you think? Uh, see, how do I word this? Um, what what do you what do you think good came from your accident? Just you as a person, anything. Yeah. Um, I think now that I kind of was put in a position where I could help people more, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That's what I really enjoy doing is helping somebody. Yeah. Whether it's in sport, you know, bringing them out to sport or, uh, you know, or just kind of just talking to them and they could see, hey, there is things I can do in a wheelchair, but nothing more, man. Like if you see me playing basketball and I bring a new person out, like a new kid and, you know, I pass them that ball and that kid gets their first bucket, man. I'm like, just like I won the, the championship game or something like that. You know, awesome. you know, I, I take these guys out playing sledge hockey, like this new guy here, I was just talking about and uh, set him up for his first goal. It just, Oh, like unbelievable. And this other guy too, he was, um, I'm not going to drop names or anything, but he was this one guy was drafted by St. Louis, St. Louis Blues, Blues back gotcha. in 80, yeah, 84, 85. So he's 56 now, 55 years old now. And he was drafted playing in the Ontario Hockey League. And then he had, he had a car accident, had uh, left him with a head injury. So half his body was basically paralyzed. Um, he came a long way where he can walk. It's a little shaky here and there, but – you know, I met him at the gym and we're just talking and talking. I said, man, you know what? Said, You're a hockey player. I said, why don't you come out and play some sledge hockey? He's like, what? It's like, yeah, get out here and play some sledge hockey, man. So this is about two years ago. And he came out and played. And he's like, Shane, I love this. He's like, man, I, I love you, man. I just love this. So we took him to a tournament in Quebec City um, his first year, so two years ago. And we were playing on the same line. And I set him up and he scored his first actual sanctioned goal in 30 years. And 
and I was like, he was almost, he was basically crying. I was almost crying on the, on the ice. We we're hugging each other. Like we won the Stanley cup. It's just like, it was just amazing. So that's, the, that's what I, I get out of it. Mostly if I could just, you know, have an impact like that on somebody for yeah, the positive, amazing. just to, like, you know, his first goal in 30 years, he, he, he'd never played hockey since. So it's just like, you know, we were playing adaptive hockey. Yes. But still the thrill, you know, the game, it's still the same. We're just sitting on our, our asses pushing around. So, I mean, but yeah, still the, the, the excitement is still there for them. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm all about, really. That's awesome. Yeah, to, to see even, you know, we both have our things and, you know, to, but to yeah. see other people like thrive and find something they're passionate about and just overcome these odds and um, yeah. it's, it's so amazing to watch even from, even for, even if you're sitting in the same stands with them, like you, you know, like it's just, it's amazing to watch because it's, you see them light up and, you know, cause everybody has their point where they want to give up and they're just, even if they don't have a disability, but especially when you have one, you're just looking around and you just, life can be so hard, but when you find something, even if it's later in life, it's just, it, it changes your whole outlook. Yeah. Yeah. I had the guy, a little story. I was in, I was in at work in my office building and this guy, I think he was a, a contractor or whatnot. And, Anyways, I'm in the elevator, stops at the floor. This guy, he walks in, it's just me and him. He looks at me. He goes, oh, what's your, what was it? I lost it. He goes, he looked at me. He goes, well, that kind of sucks, eh? Me in the wheelchair. I was like, no, not really. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me. I was like, and I had no explanation. Then my floor came and I wheeled right off. <laughs> so, wow. It's true. I mean, to be honest with you, man, I wouldn't change the thing. I mean. You know, I wouldn't have the wife I have and the two beautiful girls, you know. So, oh, I mean, that's great. Chairs taking me places with Team Canada basketball. Um, I was on Canada, uh, Canadian Amazing Race uh, yeah. for one episode when they came through town. We were on that. Uh, Rick Mercer show I was on the Rick Mercer show years ago. Uh, with basketball, Team Canada basketball. Uh, so, you know, I had some fun things, man. Japan a couple times. Brazil, mm. playing. I went all over the States. Loved traveling through the United States, playing basketball, man. We went everywhere, coast to coast. It was beautiful. So there's, yeah, a, case, there's a case to be made that your accident actually made your life better. Yeah, I, I could say. Because really, it, the path I was going, you know, if it wasn't for that night, it would have been maybe some other night where – I could have died right? in a car accident or something. I yeah. could have been in a car accident. I mean, I could have, who knows? I could have got the car. With, yeah. You just never know. I could have. And I think your accident, your outcome to your accident, I think might've been best case scenario. Yeah. Cause I mean, I could have drank maybe too much one night and alcohol poisoning. Who knows? Right. Well, I just so, meant you no, could have. Like, like, no, I just meant you could have died. Obviously you could have paralyzed more of your body. Like, you know, there could have been even oh, more yeah, damage. Yeah. Like, I think you're like how much mobility you have left was probably the best case scenario. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, very, very lucky. So, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Very lucky. But it's uh, like, I mean, I had a head smashed my head too. So, I, the way I think of it, the way I have my injuries was I must have landed on my tailbone, hence the compressional fracture of the T12 incomplete. But then I must have snapped back and hit my head because of a horseshoe scar up here where I had to get all stitched up. So that's the way it must have been. I must have fallen the way I can kind of picture it. Or landed, um, I should say. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, same. Final question. Like, do you have any like advice for people with disabilities or even, you know, people in wheelchairs, anything just to kind of, you know, how do you get through life? So, you know, do you have any advice for those type of people? Just tap into the community and see what's out there with, you know, it's a huge change, obviously. Like I never even thought of living my life in a wheelchair prior. Right. Like no one thinks that, I mean, or they might say, Oh geez, exactly. You're not thinking anything like that. Right. Mm. And, uh, but I mean, just tap into your community and see what's, what's out there for support. If you don't, you know, if you don't have that side of it, um, especially now with COVID, it's a bit difficult. You know, I know it is here in our where we live. It's really difficult. Um, but I'm not sure what it's like down the States. Same but, here. I mean, just, yeah, it's like, just tap in. You know, go searching online. Find, you know, those groups that we're in. Like how you and I connected, right? Right. So, I mean, you know, just connect with people. And if you get a naysayer or, or whatever, just block it out. And uh, I'm going to tell you another story here. <laughs> this guy, my first roommate at the Stan Cassidy, his name was Jim. And uh, they called him Tubbs. I don't know why. He wasn't, like, overweight or anything. But anyways, he, uh, he was an actual outpatient. So he had an accident 20 years prior. But he came. He lived about an hour away from mm-hmm. us. So, but, so he came for, I don't know, he was – Something was messed up. He had to get stretched out. He's getting pain. So anyways, they admitted him back into the Stan Cassidy and he was going to be there for, for four weeks. Anyways, the first day he was there, he, he, we were talking and he said, you know what, man? I was like, what? He said, being disabled sucks. He was like a, he's paralyzed from the waist down. And he said, you know, being paralyzed sucks. I was like, oh yeah. You know, I didn't agree with him. I was like, oh yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's, yeah. He said, you know what? You'll never get a girlfriend. It's like, what? I was like, I just kind of humored him. I was like, what? I said, what do you mean I'll never get a girlfriend? I said, you got a wife. He was married. And he's like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, but, you know, you get a wife, you know, she'll eventually leave me and take all my money. That's what will happen to you. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, who is this guy? And he's, we were just talking and talking. And so I asked him, I said, where do you work, man? He's like, oh, I don't work. He said, when you're disabled, you can't get a job anywhere. So I'm like, right there. I'm like, this guy's a, this guy's a joke. I was like, He's got to be kidding, right? But no, he's dead serious. He said, I wouldn't get a wife or I wouldn't get a girlfriend if I had, and if I got a wife, she'd leave me and I'd never get a job. So I think meeting him was kind of a good thing too, because I was like, I'm never going to be like that guy at all. I said, that guy is just so negative. He just stinks negativity. I said, I don't want to sound like him. I don't want to, you know, I mean, I never would have anyways, but I was just like, that's a good example. And so I told my doctor the next day, I said, I said, that roommate you guys got in me. He said, I said, you got to get him out of my room. Because he told me all this stuff that I just told you. He's like, no way. So yeah. So they transferred him to a different room. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, he got him out of there. But I mean, if you, if you think about it, I mean, again, without, without your upbringing or certain things, like you, you're one, one move away from probably being him. Um, yeah, it's right. Cause you can see, even if you are who you are, you're so positive and happy and all that, you know, you can see how the other side could be that way. And, and some people, yeah. you know, and just because even if you have the same condition, you know, you have the same function, <clears throat> excuse me, functions, you know, lives can be totally different still. And, and one or two mistakes or one or two decisions that didn't go his way. Like anybody can get to a certain place where you could be like you, or you could be like him um yeah yeah antithesis of you like you're the complete opposite but you both could have you both just went certain ways and 
you end up one way, he end up the other way. And, you know, you, even though he's frustrating, you also got to feel for that person because you know, you know, like when we help people like you and I do, like we, we have to fight for them too, because I, I know that those people are hurting and, you yep. know, even if they're not maybe the best representation of what our cause is and what we're trying to do, they're still fighting and they're still, you know, they're, they're still a part of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, just like you said, back to your original question, like, especially in these times right now, just, you know, get online and just tap into the community, see what's out there, what's, you know, going on for people in your situation. Because, yeah. you know, and like I said, if you see those naysayers and negativity, negative people, just, Put them aside. Don't listen to them. Keep move on to the next. You know, right? And, and, and like I said, you just gotta kind of. And I I always challenge myself too. Like, you know, I always challenge myself. I'm thinking, okay, well, if I can't, you know, I can hop down this one curb. Well, now what happens if I'm faced with two two steps? I guess I gotta hop down. So if I see two steps, I said, well, I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna hop down two steps. Now I cut it off at four. Because <laughs> I haven't done any more than four. I'm not that brave because I still like to keep my arms intact. You know, don't break anything. But but you know, I, I kind of I challenge myself, and you know, just every even every day challenge yourself. It, it's I don't know. I find that rewarding. So maybe somebody else will too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Final question. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. That's just getting older. Um, Jesus, what the hell was I gonna say? Oh, do and some people think this is a stupid question, but for us, it's not. Like, do you sometimes forget that you have a disability? Um, I said I don't even. I don't know if I forget about it, but sometimes I don't even think about it. You know, I just right, right, right. That's what I mean. Yeah, day to day. Yeah, I just um, I I don't really. I don't know. That's a good question. Actually, that's kind of it's a good question. I don't know. I just uh, it's it is my life. It's been for 22 half. It's been 22 years. So like, basically I was actually talking with my wife about this not too long ago. Um, you know, when I get hurt early on, you know, I'd, I'd be like, Oh, I remember when I used to walk into a bar, just be able to walk up to the bar and take a drink. Or I remember that baseball play I did, you know, I remember that base I stole, or I remember uh, playing hockey and we made these moves and, you know, remember that goal we did. But now I, I, I'm thinking, oh, you remember that time in sledge hockey that we made that perfect play? Now, I'm, oh, I remember that time playing wheelchair basketball. You know, I'm thinking more like that's just that's just normal, my normal, right? right so right. now I'm talking about the times that I – all the sports that I played, play, you know, growing up in uh, in a wheelchair and, and, and things that we did. And I just – I don't even really remember what it was like to walk because I don't even think about it. I'm just thinking now and I have a good memory. I'm thinking of a memory of, in my chair. Right. So, it's, yeah. yeah. People ask me like, oh, do you remember what it's like yeah. to see perfect again? I'm like, no, I have no, I don't remember any of it. Yeah. Like even in my dreams, yeah. I'm visually impaired. Like it's not like, really? you know, I don't, I mean, yeah, yeah it's just hard to tell. Um, yeah. But no, I used to, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, buddy. No, I was just going to say, like, the reason why I asked you that one question is because there's sometimes we're like, I don't know, like, I'm just sitting in the couch and I'm like, I'm just going to sit back here and watch the show or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, you idiot. Like, you got to get over there because you can't You got to go closer. Um, because sometimes yeah. we really we're so, you know, entrenched in our lives that sometimes even like the trivial things we just forget about. We're just like, oh, OK, yeah. And then like um it's it's just interesting but it always humbles you like it's never yeah. you know in a way like i i never want to go back i never want to lose anymore 
but I never really mm-hmm. want to go back either because I, I, I realize like it, it keeps me motivated, but it also humbles me every day to know, like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fighting, like I'm fighting every day. Nothing is easy. Um, and I don't want it easy. You know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it'd be nice, you know, but you know, it's, it's just, you know, it keeps me going. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I get sad and all that sometimes, but in general, I I never, you know, like I said, I always never want to give up because I feel like I'm, you know, like, especially meeting people like you, like now that I'm doing something and I'm trying to help people with disabilities, like there's a lot of people that look at me like, man, like you're a positive role model. And if I just kill myself or give up, you know, people are just going to, it may affect them. Um, Yeah. And there's too many of us that feel you know, I feel the opposite of like how you feel. There's more than like you're you're an anomaly. Like there's not as many who feel like you, with any disability. There's plenty of us out here that do, but there's way more on the other side. And I know how they feel. I understand why they feel that way. But you know, there's us out here, and we're fighting, and we're not just fighting for ourselves. We're fighting yeah, for and the whole people group. like yeah, there's people like you and and others out there in our situations that are just trying to reach out to those individuals, right? Just to try to get them, you know, give them the boost they need. Maybe they just need education, right? It's just education. Yeah. Uh, but educated from the people that are like you. Yeah, because... yeah exactly. Yeah. Cause the world's uh, made, yeah, exactly. not made for us. We have to, we have to make the world fit in our own little grasp. Like if it's not, it's never going to be made for yeah, people it's not... or with eye problems or ear problems or anything. It's, that's right. Yeah. It's not going to, the world's not going to adapt to us. So, right. you know, we need to adapt to the world the best we can. Sure. Little tweaks here and there that, you know, the, the intentions are there that I've noticed a lot. Um, you know, the intentions are there and they're good, but a lot of stuff is overlooked and they really need to speak to the people like you and I, if they, you know, for example, if they wanted to put in a wheelchair ramp, you know, they got to make sure it's code. There's places where they, or a brand new facility, uh, being built and they don't have a or the, the wheelchair washroom stall door turns in instead of out so when you turns in and you put your chair in, you can't shut the door you know what i mean right. <laughs> so right. things like that it's frustrating but yeah yeah so i kind of got off track there no no tangent, you're good that's sorry <laughs> no, you're good brother yeah. um yeah. yeah no this was great yeah. man thank you for doing this yeah no problem it's good that we finally got to connect like i said i, I just it's just no, everything snowballs. I, I, you know, I work from home and then, uh, right from home, I usually head out to the gym for a couple hours and come back. And then who knows what happens? Kids are there. And, no, you're so, good. No, I'm glad. But we'll, yeah. we'll definitely yeah. keep touch. Even yeah. after. Like this isn't something that I just wanted you for some views or any of that shit. Like I want to keep talking. No, no, no. I want to do whatever I do to help and, you know, contribute. Send stuff, me the, so. send me the link to your, uh, your, uh, yeah. your YouTube channel. I will support you. I promise. Um, awesome. I'll let you know Appreciate when it, when it comes out and we'll, uh, like I said, we'll link up soon. Yeah. Right on, man. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Of course, buddy. Thank you for doing it. Hey, take care. Take brother. care. Yeah. All right. Bye.